Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is July the 25th, 2020. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Do not accept a new normal. Fitting in is overrated. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Golden age. All right, dude. Strive for greatness. This is the Honey Badger. It's a Bitcoin shirt, but this is the Beyond Bitcoin show. Hello, my elite friends. Do you have any Beyond Bitcoin questions tonight? Type in Proud Zionist Jew. That's the name of this backup channel. Make sure you subscribe to it. Subscribe to the main channel, Bitcoin Meister. Get my attention somehow if you need me to answer a question. Check out this week at Bitcoin at DisruptMeister.com. Venezuela, Alessandro was on with Kyle and Brady. It was crazy. Best guest in the freaking space on the This Week in Bitcoin show every Friday. Okay, let's start off with an inspirational quote from Orange Book. The best opportunities in life always dress in scary ways. The best opportunities in life always dress in scary ways. So yeah, dudes, when uh, Bitcoin was dropping down uh, on March the 12th, down uh, below 5,000, below 4,000 for a few minutes there. It was scary, wasn't it, for some of you weekenders? But that was the best opportunity. When people, when, when there's fear, when there's blood on the streets, there's opportunity because the pan, the people are panicking, but there's always calm underneath, okay? If you're a rational person, you can see opportunity when other people are losing their freaking minds because they don't have strong hands. They're not long-term thinkers. The short-term thinkers, the 80 percenters, 80 percent of the time, they're losing it. So uh, yes, I, I like that quote a lot. There, there are opportunities during a, a scary times. And it is, it is unfortunate that sometimes there are scary times, but you got to remain calm and you can make the most of them. All right. So uh, today in schools, they're talking about teaching the 1619 Project and BLM type of uh, subject matters. Whatever happened to teaching philosophy? I don't know. It was before my time, obviously. They probably had high school classes on philosophy once. Just bring it back to those simple times. Philosophy, it's not simple, okay? It's probably a 12th grader, 11th grader type of class, all right? It's definitely college level. But Expanding children's brains when they're 16 years old, I think it's a good thing. Now, not all kids are going to be into it, all right? Hey, I might have not even been into it then, but at least there's the introduction to it. So, hey, I'm not into forcing – I'm not into public schools, first of all. I don't think public schools should, should uh, exist at all. But I'm giving suggestions to people, uh, maybe homeschoolers out there, people who are in charge of private school curriculums. Uh, instead of doing all this hip, <laughs> this hip fitting in new subject type of uh, social justice warrior woke nonsense, why not bring it back uh, to like Athens and Greece? Philosophy, dudes. F philosophy. Uh, and for the kids that don't like philosophy, it, shop class. N nothing wrong with shop. I don't think they have shop class. That was before my time also. 
uh, like that, that was my dad's time. They, they had shop class and, and people used, you know, the, I mean, there's no shame in learning how to, to build things, but uh, apparently now, now you, you got to have woke subject matters, but it's something to consider. And, and I know a lot of people are going to say, well, philosophy is hard. It, it's too hard. It's not, you know, we, we've got basic classes, history. It was, there's five basic, basic classes, history, language, science, math, and English. Okay. That, that's what I remember from high school. Why not throw in philosophy once you get into 11th grade? All right. And maybe some of you in different countries, they have that. I don't know. In America, and I, I, I attended private school. They did not have, uh, they did not have philosophy. De de definitely. Uh, all right. So speaking of a philosopher of the day, Bill Mayer. Now, I don't know if Bill Mayer, Bill Mayer is a, a, a comedian. Okay. He was host of Politically Incorrect. Is he still host of Politically Incorrect? I don't even know. But I do know he has a great tweet out there. And I've been saying something similar. He says, great to see baseball back. And it is great to see baseball back. Even the rain delay looks good. But can someone tell me why we can sit every other seat in an enclosed air recycled aluminum tube, i.e. a plane, but not that way in an open air stadium? Oh, that's right. No good reason at all. So – Stadiums in America now are in well, not in Canada because they're not letting the Blue Jays play in Canada. But but stadiums, yes, in, in the United States. I was about to say North America. Stadiums in the United States uh, aren't letting fans in, even though they're playing baseball there. Okay, but yet you can go on a plane. I went on a plane in, on June the, on May thirty first. I was on a plane, breathing in everybody's out air. We had masks. I, I look, I'm I'm perfectly fine. But no, you, you can't have people in a 50, a 40,000 seat stadium. There can't be people there because it's too risky. He's absolutely right. It's all, it's a show. It, it's virus theater. There's no good reason. There's no good reason at all that these, and part, I mean, part of it's an edict of, of some of the states, you know, you, we, we, we don't, we're not allowing live, uh, live events like that. It's, 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 it's outside. They allowed on the streets of Los Angeles uh, on May 30th, they allowed a riot. They allowed a riot outside my house where I was two blocks away. You watch that, the, the Beyond Bitcoin show from that day, what was it, May 30th? Go back there, check the archives, and you'll see that, that uh, I, was, I was talking, doing a live show during a riot. It was, uh, there was looting two blocks away from my house. You could smell the smoke. I didn't know it was two blocks. I thought it was like 13 blocks. But the next morning I saw the broken – But that's besides the point, okay? Um, so I, I'm glad – the main point that I'm sharing this uh, is that a guy like Bill Mayer, who is not – he's a liberal. He's definitely a liberal. He says straight, there's no good reason at all. It's virus theater. Pound that like button, people. Okay, we've got questions already. I saw, I saw Mark Paseo said, is this DeFi stuff for real? No, it's not for real. The DeFi stuff is uh, – I think it's going to be the next ICO type of stuff. Lots of people will call their companies DeFi. People will call their coins DeFi just, just to get publicity. They won't really have anything to do with DeFi. Now, and I'm encouraging – I predicted Ethereum would pump. It's pumping. It will continue to pump. Stuff related to DeFi will continue to pump just like in 2017, Ethereum pumped because the ICOs were on Ethereum. 
and anything related to an ICO was pumping. It's it's the latest craze. It will probably be bigger than ICOs. Uh, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, dude. So that th- that is a beyond Bitcoin type of question. Is a cryptocurrency type of question. But I, I thought I would. Uh, I, I, obviously, this weekend Ethereum has pumped a lot. If you watched the This Week in Bitcoin show, I asked the guests what they thought of the Ethereum pump. They didn't even care. They were such hardcore Bitcoiners. <laughs> I, for, for all you dudes that like hardcore Bitcoiners, watching This Week in Bitcoin show, they didn't even care about the Ethereum. I think it's very. I think it's very newsworthy. Um, what's going on though with this DeFi stuff? Uh, I, I, I've been I've been mentioning for a while, and yeah, I think it'll be bigger than ICOs. I wouldn't gamble on it at all. I would I would not gamble. I I'm, I only buy Bitcoin, dudes. I with my fiat, I only turn that into Bitcoin. But there's no there's no doubt. Um, and you can actually go back. I think in November I was on a show in South Africa. And the dude is uh, Matt is like saying, "Come on, man, name an altcoin that's going to do well." And I was just like, "Ethereum is going to do well because of this DeFi thing." I mean, I kept it as simple as possible because Ethereum is the next Ethereum; it's the number two cryptocurrency. And I was right, but that was that wasn't very hard to predict. And uh, yeah, all me talking about me talking about Ethereum now. No, I'm not. Don't buy it, people. But it is, it is what it is. It's going to be the latest craze. We'll talk about it more on on tomorrow's show. Uh, good question. Let's get back to uh, the the Beyond Bitcoin. Hey, if you're on Twitter, retweet this T E C H B A L T. That's me on uh, that's me on Twitter. I'm TechBot on Twitter. All right, BLM. Uh, Mark Paseo says BLM equals divide the people. I don't know if it's exactly divide the people. It's we are just trying to be uh, trying to. We have nothing better to do in life but to complain, complain, and complain. Uh, we don't have an end game at all. We just want the whole system to – and again, we want the traditional way of life because I don't believe in systems, uh, in, in government. In, you create your own system for yourself. But obviously these 80 percenters think there's a system. So they want to tear everything down. And what will replace everything? They don't know. They, they don't have an end game at all. It's disintegrationalist. Just disintegrate everything for the heck of it. That's what Ben Shapiro talks about. Uh, so I, I don't think they are uh, trying to. And I, it's, some are probably trying to divide and conquer, but but the, there's uh, the basic thing is we don't. We're frustrated. We can't fix our own lives, so let's ruin everybody else. Let's just ruin everything, <laughs> disintegrate everything. And Tower Comics said hockey starting here in Edmonton on August first. Go Oilers! Yes. So hockey and NBA are coming back around the same time. Uh, and I support the Edmonton Oilers, definitely. I had a blast two years ago in Edmonton, and it would be awesome if uh, the Oilers or a Canadian team uh, won the uh, Stanley Cup. I think it'd be good. There hasn't been a Canadian team that's won the Stanley Cup what, since what? The, the the Canadians? In, was it in 1993 or 1995? I don't even know. It's the 90s, since the 90s, since the Montreal Canadiens won. And even though I, disp- I, I dislike the Blue Jays so much, so much in baseball, you know what? And I know the Toronto Maple Leafs are kind of like the Yankees of uh, <laughs> of the NHL. It wouldn't be that bad if the Maple Leafs won the NHL, won the Stanley Cup. But dudes, don't waste your time on sports too much. Uh, as a youth, I became addicted to uh, the Baltimore Orioles, and I learned about all sorts of other sports. I cut all the other sports out of my life, even though I just mentioned all that stuff about the NHL. Um, but I still, obviously, I followed the Orioles still. They won their first game today. All right. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's statistics. I love the statistics. The 
learning those statistics as a kid got me into my, my mind in a, a statistical manner and got me into Bitcoin in the long run, right? What do you think about banks holding private keys? Sounds scary to me. Yeah, Mark, it is scary. It, it definitely is scary um, for a for a person who knows. But but this is we have a choice. This is where the big boys play. The 80 percenters, they feel very comfortable. They love the world of where the banks um, take care of their wealth for them. They they don't they don't. We're going to talk about freedom in a second. Okay. They don't know what true freedom is. True freedom is when you control your wealth, when you can't have a bank bail in, when the government can't call up Bank of America and say we don't like this dude anymore, shut down his account. Okay. They can do if you've got a Bitcoin account with Bank of America, or if you got a, a dollar account with Bank of America, they're going to be able to do the same thing. So for me, yeah, it is. It's scary. It's something I would never ever ever do. But plenty of people are going to do it. it and just this week, that, that was the big story of this week, and we talked about it on This Week in Bitcoin, that now U.S. banks are going to be allowed to be custodians of cryptocurrency, all sorts of cryptocurrency. So they, let them compete. Let them come to our space. It will bring more people into Bitcoin, but it's not people should learn. It, it, you should learn that, no, control your, control your freaking own private key. Uh there's no doubt, even in the banks, there'll be some small bank hack eventually. Maybe there'll be a major bank hack eventually. I don't know. That you got to get. I don't worry about it because hey, I control my own private key. All right, let's let's. Uh, we 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 got on a, a, a tangent there about uh, cryptocurrency on, on the Beyond Bitcoin show, but that's cool. So uh, going back to plutocracy, plutocracy. That's where the. Uh, the wealthy control a, a country, supposedly. Okay, and there's a lot. I, I hold. I heard AOC calling people plutocrats, and it's a scapegoat term. It's a jealous, jealous of the rich. They call Jeff Bezos a plutocrat. Um, there's a lot of Jeff Bezos envy lately because he's been making a lot of money. Uh, and what do you expect? Uh, the government shuts down all local businesses, uh, and the dude that's in charge of a virtual business that can deliver anywhere in the whole United States, he's making uh, lots of money. Is it his fault that the, the government uh, decided to act in such an insane, irrational way? No. So, I mean, he's just running, he runs a very uh, efficient business. He runs a great business, he came up with a great business model. People call him a plutocrat, people are jealous. The term plutocrat was used in the 1930s as a code word for Jews, by the way. Um, so, yeah, you guys can keep complaining about I, I don't see um, it, it, part of capitalism. Uh, th there, there can be plutocratic aspects of capitalism, well, of a mixed economy, not of true capitalism, but of the, of the mixed economy. When the United States is running smoothly um, and, and it is a mixed economy, uh, it, it can be sort of a plutocracy where very wealthy people have influence and very wealthy people have a lot of power. But they're employing lots of people. Okay, that doesn't mean that they're corrupt. Um, all right, they're they're producing a lot. They didn't get that wealth by accident. Okay, so I would I it would be interesting to see one day if there are private countries. A private country would be basically a, 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 a but but um, if Amazon ran a country, imagine if Amazon ran, ran a country. So Jeff Bezos would be in charge. There'd be a big corporate campus. Everyone would work on the corporate. Everything would be taken care of for you there. It'd be some big uh, corporate. That's a plutocracy in, in a sense. That, that's the uh, this is where the big boys play. Let, let them let them compete. 
Uh, I think uh, I think a plutocratic uh, countries should be able to form. I think Jeff Bezos should be able to form his own country. Definitely have no problem with that at all. Uh, and Jeff Bezos should be able to, at the very least, at the very least, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos should be able to uh, create their own currencies and let it compete with the dollar and let it compete with Bitcoin. This is Bitcoin is the best. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. It will crush uh, anything. It will crush uh, Libra, but Libra, of course, will bring people into uh, it will bring people into Bitcoin in the long run. All right, pound that like button. So people are, what's the end game for all the mask fans out there? I, I really, I'm, I'm very curious. For the people that think uh, we have to wear masks to stop the spread of, of the virus, what's the end game? When do we stop wearing masks? When do we, because it, it, it's not, the disease really isn't going to go away. I mean, it'll it'll die down. It'll it'll definitely, but there'll always be cases of it out there. There'll be, there'll be flus that'll come up. That there might be flus that are more deadly than this when we look back on the numbers. So is this just going to set a precedent like forever and ever, every winter, are we going to have to wear a mask now when there's a new flu? Everyone's going to be forced to wear a mask. Is, is that, that it, it should be law in the state of California that everyone, every flu season, everyone's going to, is that the end? What's the end game? You maskers, you, they, don't, they don't even know. They don't even know because it's, it's just, they're scared. They're scared. They think it makes a difference. Um, they don't understand what the virus is. They they don't understand if they're healthy. They're not going to die from it. Um, and, and it's something to fit in because everyone's saying, wear the mask, wear the effing mask. It's like Germany in the uh, 30s when to fit in, everybody said HH, HH. It's the same. It's, it's, uh, it's fascist. It's definitely for the, good of, for the good of the state, everybody wear the mask. For the good of the state, everybody salute the, uh, the, the, the leader and say HH. Uh, back in the 30s, yeah, it's very similar. You know, yeah, well, just you know, wear the yellow star and everything will be fine. Don't worry, wear, wear the yellow star; it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You know, and uh, just, just, just you know, don't complain. Wear the yellow star. Don't complain. Wear the mask. Sounds very familiar. Okay, so Nilal, Nial, how do you say his name? Nial Ferguson, Neil, Neil Ferguson. Also, so weird. Said this is fun. This is something for America here. Amer Americans can be a little paranoid about their uh, the republic, and you hear he says that for many years, not just this year. And this is so true. We didn't used to have uh, the internet back in the day, but there have always been people who had been have said we are on the verge of the U.S. slipping into a dictatorship. This is the end of the republic. This is the end of the republic. We need to be worried. We need to step up here. We need to talk about this. And because of that paranoia, that's that protects the republic. That that protects, I mean, the, the basis of the republic. Okay. So for all the stuff you're seeing in the streets, for all the fear, uh, the clickbait titles that are out there these days, end of the republic, end of the republic. We've always had that. We've always had people yelling about that, and it's never ended. And that paranoia, and it's a good paranoia on a certain level, um, that prevents it from happening. And it's always been there, and it will. I think it always will prevent the United States from turning into uh, a, a vicious uh, totalitarian dictatorship. Now, of course, right now where it's fascist, right now it's a mixed economy toward fascism. We still have the Constitution. Uh, and, and, you know, in, in every state, it's a little different right now. 
So, so that's why we got to keep talking about this stuff. That's why. Now, I don't make clickbait headlines and say we're about to slip into uh, the republic is about to die. I don't, I don't believe that. Okay, um, but I do tell you the the truth about the virus and just true true uh, totalitarian regime. Everyone is everyone is lying. Okay, everyone is lying to fit in. We're not. That's not going on in the United States right now. Sure, most people are, are staying silent. But there are plenty of people on social media right now that are speaking the truth about this virus thing, speaking the truth about BLM, speaking the truth, just, just the nonsense about the mainstream media. So keep on doing it, dudes. Uh, and I, will, I last night, and this has happened to me for, uh, before quite a few times, and this is true like single life freedom, okay? This is true like being a dude without, with, without having to report to a woman. I just fall asleep on the sofa, okay? And then I just sleep the whole freaking night on the sofa. I don't have to report back to a bed. That is – that's a sign. If, if you can do that, you're like a free man <laughs> in terms of – in terms of uh, if you have a woman or you don't have a woman or whatever. It, it's a benefit. It's kind of cool. Just like, yeah, I slept on the sofa. What the heck? And I've noticed on occasion I just do that no matter where I am, <laughs> no matter what Airbnb I find myself in. Sometimes I'll just be like, I'm just going to rest on this sofa and, and, and listen to Ben Shapiro or whatever or, or Yaron Brook. And then it's like five in the morning and I'll be like, I'm just not going to go back to my fridge. I'm not going to the bed. I'm sleeping on the sofa tonight. <laughs> okay, just a little bonus there. So spe <laughs> speaking of Yaron Brook, on one of the shows I was listening to last night, as I fell asleep on the sofa back there, um, I didn't sleep in the bed last my bed last night at all. Uh, he said that uh, BLM is the reincarnation of Acorn, and it's a, it's a very good point. BLM is like a successful reincarnated version of Acorn, and I actually was in the Acorn offices in Baltimore in uh, 2007, actually as a youth. I, uh, I I saw the inside of there before uh, before the guy from Veritas, uh, James O'Keefe, did his infamous uh, report from that very one in Baltimore on 25th Street, around the corner from the auto bar. Pound that like button for the auto bar if you ever got drunk there on Two for Tuesday like I did many a night. Whoa now. Um, shout outs to Craig Borman, the former owner of the auto bar, my, my buddy. Um, I think he's in Atlanta now. And uh, anyway, but, but, but going back to your own Brook, got a little Baltimore insider info there, right? Uh, oh, Meister used to party with the best of them. Now, and dudes, that's unhealthy stuff. If, if I was still partying like I did in, in the previous decade, then I, I wouldn't look like this, baby. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like this. I, I wouldn't be my, my, uh, you know, I've always had a good, uh, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of it. It's, it's so late at night. Uh, I, why am I saying ecosystem? <laughs> I, keep, I keep saying the word ecosystem. I always had a good, fast metabolism. Uh-oh. Oh, I, th I just thought I saw some. We, it's a question there. I always had a good, uh, but, uh, fast metabolism. But if I would, if I, you know, I... If I would have been, if I be drinking beer and nonsense and eating bread still, yeah, you know, my, my metabolism would have been messed up. Uh, I'm not saying I would have been like morbidly obese, but uh, welcome, Comrade Nation says woke sports is pathetic. 
Yes, the Major League Baseball players kneeling, absolutely pathetic. We're going to talk about Aubrey Huff, former Baltimore Oriole, former San Francisco Giant, former Houston Astro. Um, he, he actually speaks the truth about this. Now, I don't agree with Aubrey Huff on, on, on some things. He actually ripped on Baltimore. <laughs> Before he had his best season in Baltimore, he ripped on Baltimore. And back, back then, I was younger, so I was angry at him. I thought they should have traded him. At the time, but he was right. Whatever he was saying about Baltimore was was true. <laughs> um, not not maybe everything, but I don't agree with him on everything that he has on his Twitter feed. But uh, Aubrey Huff is an interesting person to uh, to follow if you're still interested in sports. And he speaks the truth about sports. And he says some of the guys from Major League Baseball do contact him and say they're just trying to fit in. They're going to do the BLM stuff just to fit in. He's an interesting guy. Okay. Good, gl- glad you brought that up there. Uh, welcome, ca- Comrade Nation. It's in the title of the show. You're, you're, you're reading. Okay. Yes, metabolism. I, I got that. Drinking made me fat, said Mark. It, 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 it probably did. It, 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 it helps. Drinking soda makes you fat, too. A, a reminder, health tip of the day, Adam Meister only drinks water. Oh, yeah. Only water. Only water, baby. Okay. Now. What's the next thing here? So, yeah, good point, Yaron Brook, about Acorn. But 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 you got to hand it to BLM. They're definitely much more successful than Acorn. They, they're able to blackmail the biggest corporations to fund them. Like Acorn, I don't know who they were able to blackmail. They, they got some funding. But this BLM thing, they're, they're, they're milking everybody. They're milking everybody. Okay? And, and it's, a, it's a Marxist organization. It says it's a Marxist organization. But – they were smart. They came up with a name. How can you disagree? How can you say that black lives don't matter? Okay. Of course, all lives matter. All lives matter. There's nothing wrong with saying all that. But now if you say all lives matter, you're like a, a thought criminal. By the way, you know, thought criminal, very interesting. Um, people should be able should be able to think whatever they want to. They, you, you know what? Is it hurting me if someone dis, like despises me? Because I'm Jewish. They despise me. But they just keep it to themselves and they're, they're very friendly toward me. Should that person like be punished because they're thinking something bad about me? No, of course not. Your thoughts are your thoughts. But it, we've gotten into this woke world today where, I mean, even if you, you think something bad, we're going to find it out and you're going to go, you're going to be punished, man. You're going to be punished. So, uh, yeah. Thought crimes. It sounds like something out of the uh, freaking Soviet Union. It is. Keep speaking. Keep speaking up about it. People keep keep speaking the truth. Fitting in is overrated, dude. Fitting in is overrated. So we got a big fat elephant in the room. Okay. CNN. And I'm kind of glad that CNN did this. They're trying to guilt and shame everyone and scare people. Um, that you know, all these people died of uh, the virus. And they show some pictures of some people who died from the virus. I linked to it below. All the people are obese. All of them are obese. Every single one they showed. But they don't say that in the article. They would never say that. But there are other, there are other news organizations that could say it, and they don't say it. I, I, I would love to see all the pictures of the people who have, who have died from this. I, I, and, and so we can see what, they were, what shape they were in. And then we can talk about it. We can have a grown-up freaking conversation about it that so many of them were obese had diabetes. This is when you are obese, you're not healthy. You're not healthy. 
period, period, period. So if you're not healthy, you're susceptible to a lot of different diseases, okay? Now, a new government study shows that nearly 40% of people who have died with the virus had diabetes. 40% of the people that died with the virus had diabetes. Among deaths of those under 65, under 65, half had diabetes. Half the people in the United States who have died from the virus under 65 years of age had diabetes. Right there, completely preventable, personal responsibility. It's me not wearing a mask didn't make you fat. Okay, we've known since January about this virus, that it was coming, okay, that something was coming from China, okay? You could have lost weight by then. You could have got you could have gotten healthy by now. Okay. There's all sorts of things all those people could have done. Okay. They could have locked themselves in their houses. All right. So here's a statement that is wrong from one of these articles, and they're linked to below. Many diabetes patients with severe or deadly cases of the virus were in good health before contra contracting the virus. No, they were not in good health. If you have diabetes, you are not in good health. Period. Period. Don't 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 try to like hide it and say, well, I don't I don't have massive man boobs or something like that. No. If you have if you have uh, it's type two diabetes, right? <laughs> I don't want to get again. Juvenile diabetes is different. Juvenile diabetes is different. They're not talking about juvenile diabetes here. They're talking about diabetes that you contract because you're fat and you're unhealthy. Okay. All right. That is you are not in good health if you have diabetes. Period. So there you go. There you go. That is one of the big, and so, and it's not just people are dying from this virus because they were already, it's very, 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 very few healthy people that are dying from it. I've, and, and those that are probably are 90 years old and, and did they die with it? Did they die of it? All the, and are they lying or the guy in the motorcycle accident, he died of COVID apparently. The, the numbers aren't being kept even kept track of correctly. We're going to know the true numbers one day, okay? The true numbers will come up. Carl Denninger at Market Ticker does a great job of it. And will it be that much different from the 1968-69 flu season when the country did nothing and, ch and, and children were dying of it? The United States of America in 1968 to 1969, there was a major flu epidemic, uh, pandemic, whatever you want to say, call it, in the United States. The, the country did nothing. There were no articles about it, okay? They weren't trying to bring down President Nixon with that either, <laughs> amazingly enough. That that wasn't the thing you did back then, okay? It was, it was just on, it was on the 23rd page of the New York Times or something like that. And this thing is probably just as deadly as that, okay? But today we live in this social media, screaming Karen type of world where everyone is using something like this for their own benefit, their own political benefit. Larry Hogan trying to run for president of the United States. He's the Republican governor of Maryland. Uh, it's re Republicans are using it to their advantage like him. Democrats are, are trying to use it to their advantage to take down Trump or whoever. All right. And and, and, and sticking with this uh, this virus theater, okay, I, I got an uh, email from American Airlines because I'll be flying back uh, to Baltimore on the 15th on America Airlines. And they want to show how clean they are and how they're, they're, they're panicking over the virus. 
So they have their, I guess, their woman in charge of virus over there. I don't know what her title is, but she's morbidly obese. Watch the video. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> she's telling me how healthy American Airlines, they're, you know, we're cleaning everything for you. If you're getting on a plane and you think the virus is airborne, um, then you're obviously not scared of the virus, <laughs> which, of course, uh, I don't think it's it's that airborne, first of all. Um, I think it's it's mostly fecal oral. Uh but I, I've I've already been on the plane, but it, it is it's it's this is this is normal, you know. This this is the type of woman you can see why she's so concerned, but she's so obese. I mean, she should be concerned. But this is American Airlines uh, spokesperson that they they show. You, you can watch that. Lovely. And I mean, some people are gonna say you're being mean to fat people. I, I'm getting. I'm trying to. I'm trying to turn fat people into thin people. Okay, it's something that can be controlled. This is it's a serious health issue. It is a serious look. Look. The world, instead of, again, instead of being screaming Karens about like, oh, government, save me from uh, the virus, save me from the virus. If you're overweight, you can save yourself. You can save yourself. You can lose the weight. Okay. All right. You can be truly healthy. We're going to get to Safedine uh, talked about this. Again, he's a Bitcoiner, but he's also a healthy guy. He only eats meat. Um, when, when we both spoke in Calgary and we were at the same hotel, I, I, I went down to the weight room or the workout room. And there he was. He was the only other person there, <laughs> me, me and him. So he he lives it too. He lives it like I do. He's not just talking talk. He's he's walking the walk. Okay. I, I mean, I saw it firsthand. And he's in great shape. He's 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 a thin guy like me and everything. He's in great shape. Um, and he's speaking the truth on Twitter about Bitcoin, just like I am, and about this virus. Follow him. He's linked to below. Now, Matt O'Dell is a Bitcoiner. He says, if you don't stand for the rights of those you disagree with, then you don't stand for much at all. Pound that like button. And all the silencers out there, they should really consider that. There's so many people that say, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have the right to speak. Uh, you know, the, the, there was that documentary, Plandemic, I think it was called. Um, and there was some woman in it uh, that, that was blaming it on Fauci. And she kind of she took it to an extreme in the in the documentary, but she's in, she's being interviewed uh, by a, a, a station that's owned by Sinclair uh, Media, and Sinclair is actually based in Hunt Valley, Maryland, which is a suburb of Baltimore, and uh, just coincidentally, and Sinclair, a lot of Sinclair stations are Fox stations, and there were all these people on Twitter spazzing out saying that that, that uh, we should report them to the FCC. Um, that this, this should not be allowed to be, this woman should not be allowed to be on TV, period. She should, now, it's not the documentary that's being shown. It's just her being interviewed. They don't even know what the interview is. They want to take it down. For me, of course, this woman should have the right to speak. Everyone should have the right to speak. Every side of the argument should have a right to speak. And then there, uh, now you, you, and, and, and so then uh, they, some people are saying the government needs the fairness doctrine again. Which is nonsense. That that's wrong. Forcing a, a private station to give both sides of the story. That's different than saying, well, every station uh, has the right to, to give any opinion they want to give, okay? But to force one to give both sides, I mean, liberals or liberals, leftists who 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 call for that, they don't even understand what they're doing. Because most stations right now, they only give the left side version. 
So you're going to force them all to give the right side. They don't even know what they're saying when, they, when they're saying we need the fairness doctrine again, uh, which which apparently was a reality in the was it in the early '80s or late '70s or something like that. Like radio station radio stations had to give both sides of the story or something. I, I don't even know. I don't even know the whole darn thing. It's ridiculous. No, government shouldn't force you uh, force you to say something. Uh, to give both sides of the story. They, 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 you, you should be able to give as biases a freaking story as you want to. Let the market decide, okay? But but, but again, you everyone should have a right. If, if, if you've got the platform, if, you've, if, if it's an open platform and you can say what you're going to say, say what you're going to say. The, the, I, am, I am for all sides, okay? If people want to say, oh, Adam Meister is a terrible, horrible person, I'm not going to say, no, censor that person. No, let, let them say that. Compete. Don't complain. I don't like Adam's hair. Fine. <laughs> but uh, but really, if you don't stand for the rights of those you disagree with, then you don't stand for much at all. And I stand for the rights of, of the people. All the screaming Karens out there, they, are, they have the right to be screaming Karens. This is where the big boys play. Let them compete. Let them scream as much as they want to. Let them waste their freaking lives away doing nothing. That's their freaking right. They don't have to be productive citizens. They have every right to be scared and complain and, and, and just try to scare other people. That's their right, and I'm going to speak my mind, and I'm going to say what the truth is. Now, Ben Shapiro – we were talking about disintegrationalists before. This Ben Shapiro uh, show from the other day, it's linked to below. Right around the nine-minute mark, he is on fire. He is really speaking the truth about the disintegrationalists, okay? They say that capitalism – is, exp is exploitation. That's all it is. The capitalists, like me, we're just exploiters, and that that that's what the, and the BLM and and all of them, the, the exploiters are bad. Bring down the exploiters, and that uh, what is good is being dependent on the government. Okay, your demand is your heroism. Okay, that that is the way of the woke community today. Your demand. On others is is your heroism. You you, you say no. It's un, it's unfair uh, that your 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 company is uh, is is set up that way. Uh, you I demand that you uh, give us reparations. <laughs> um, and then you're a hero. You're a hero. Oh well, look, you you blackmail the company. You're a hero. <laughs> Complainers are heroes today. Okay, in the eighty percent of world, I say compete. Don't complain, baby. Pound that like button. And out of San Francisco, here is a funny Twitter feed, Broken Windows SF. And this guy says, I take photographs of property damage in San Francisco. Send me yours. And he shows, you know, it was in San Francisco. It, it, it's a beautiful city. But there's some wacky people there that just occasionally start breaking your car windows or defecate on your car and or just a lot, of, a lot of car damage there. And so people, uh, he's publicizing it. And it's good. It's good that, you know, people know the truth that in San Francisco, which should be a beautiful, beautiful housing, some beautiful people, wear a flower in your hair, you know, that, that was like, that was like a song from 1960. It's not 1967 there anymore. Okay. Definitely <laughs> look at the pictures and uh, personal responsibility, people stop, stop, uh, stop trying to, you know, break other people's stuff because you don't have stuff. Stop being angry at the, the yuppies that, that moved in there and being envious of them. You know, compete, don't complain, don't defecate on their cars and, and break their cars. And 
part of some movement that really doesn't have a goal. It's just to complain and to complain and to uh, just live in that, live in that disintegrationist world where uh, productive people are uh, exploiters, right? And being dependent is good. And let me see. Oh, I almost, uh, hang on. I almost messed. So we've known about socialism for years, but people still support it. Some ideas never die. Well, you're right. You're right. The reason it doesn't, because people want an easy way out, okay? They don't want to work. I mean, the, and the default is collectivism. People want to be part of a mass movement. Socialism is a mass movement. Like capitalism, that you're relying on yourself as an individual to create your own business, personal responsibility. You're not really like, you know, you don't have a comrade next to you to, you know, support you and to like, you know, scream your uh, whatever, uh, whatever your slogans are in the street. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's more of a, uh, you know, you have to have more self-confidence. You have to be a thinking person. You have to be a long-term thinker. So yeah, of course, socialism will survive for, for a long time. People are always going to want uh, daddy government. So a lot of people don't have daddies and, and mommies anymore. They feel very abandoned. So they, they want some greater force to take care of them. Instead, they can't take care of themselves. So yeah, socialism is perfect. Communism is perfect for them. Is rent going down in SF and NYC now because of... Uh, uh, telecommuting. Well, from what I've heard is that the uh, some some uh, sale prices, uh, real estate values are going down because of some people are just want out now. They they're trying to get uh, luxury homes in like mountain retreats far away from New York and uh, SF. But in, in terms of if things keep on going this way, if there's still chaos in the streets. Yeah, the rental prices will go down. They'll go down. I mean, they, they were so high anyway. Because there just won't be the demand anymore. Not as many people are going to want to live there. And and if the telecommuting continues, and I know what your point is there, if people don't have to live have to work inside the city anymore, that doesn't that means not as many people have to live in the city anymore. It's you can live anywhere if you're if. Like Twitter, for example, <laughs> Twitter's based in San Francisco. Now everybody is telecommuting. So why do any of them have to live in San Francisco at all? They can live in Baltimore. <laughs> they can live in Asheville, where I am right now. Uh, so yes, that would. Uh, but who knows? Who knows if the telecommuting thing? I I've always said that uh, it, it should be an option. I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to make. Um, for companies to be spread out all over the, the world to not have to not force people to be in a physical location physical location is an attack vector definitely uh so that could be one good thing that could come out of all this there's still need there, there some some organizations are still going to need physical locations uh but i've always said the government should sell all of its buildings and make all the government workers work from home there's an organization that shouldn't exist at all. The, the, the government, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Board of Education, the Department of Education, the Department of Housing, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have buildings at all. And uh, welcome to Comrade Nation said, I value my wealth in Ben Shapiro's hot sister. I don't know, if, is she hot? You know, you know, I, I, is she, he's got, he's got three sisters. He has at least three sisters. 
I know one is a talented opera singer. That, that's all I know. I mean, they can't be very tall. Not that, you know, short women aren't, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want you know, short women are fine. That Everyone's got a different taste. Everyone's got a different taste. Um, so no, there can be hot short women. Sorry about that. If I, if I, if I let on, uh, all right. Uh, yeah. And Bobby A says the pandemic accelerated what was going to happen over the next several years. The baby boomer bosses would have dragged their feet. Yeah. You know, you, I, it, it's true. I think, uh, progress, progress was, uh, is, you know, not having a physical office. It saves money. It saves money. Uh, you know, you don't, you know, there's big giant physical offices with all the uh, amenities cost a lot of money, cost a lot of money. But again, maybe Jeff Bezos, though, is going to have his own corporate campus. Uh, you know, that's another direction people could go into. Ha have, have a plutocracy, uh, plutocratic uh, country where Amazon uh, controls their own country and he's the, uh, the dictator. <laughs> all right. The people asking for fairness doctrine would be the first ones to complain if the media was forced to show people uh, – <laughs> forced to show people defecating on cars. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think the people asking for the fairness doctrine would definitely be the first ones to complain if the media showed the conservative side of, of everything. <laughs> How about that? I'm the I don't know where you, you put together two different uh, topics of mine there. Very good. Very good, Roman Q. And you made me smile. Pound that like button. So, uh, okay, let's talk about the vaccination now. Oh, God. It took me this long to get to the vaccine part of the show. 45 minutes. This is so, okay. There was some news that broke earlier that the, or earlier this week, and I didn't hear much about it afterwards, but. The United States is going to buy um, billions of dollars of some uh, 100 million doses of a virus, of a, not a virus, of a vaccine once it's produced. And obviously it's going to be a rushed vaccine because most vaccines, what, they take like five years to approve or something like that. So here, here's some Twitter threads about this. Americans will refuse to get vaccinated and whine about their freedom. So that's from some lame and then a reply was, refuse to get a rushed vaccine? How intelligent of them. And that is true. Of course, all the CNN and MSNBC sheep will flock to get theirs. I predict a hashtag, I got my vaccine, as well as hundreds of thousands of pictures on social media of patched up arms after the shot is administered. Dude, I, I so agree with that. Yeah, there are going to be Plenty of people, there'll be definitely a hashtag. I got my vaccine. I got my rushed vaccine. And, uh, you know, and MSB, NBC and CNN, we would be showing the pictures of uh, people with the patched up arms. And it'll be such a, you know, everyone will be uh, virtue singling. Oh, I'm so virtuous. Look, I got shot. You know what's funny about that? There are going to be plenty of people that are that stupid to get a healthy people that are that stupid. They're that scared to get an untested virus. You know, they have no risk at all of, of getting sick from this thing, of dying from this thing. But you're, you're willing to put something completely untested directly into your veins, okay? There'll be plenty of people that do that. 
But I was talking to someone, an, an older person, who is anti-Trump, okay? Definitely an anti-Trump person. And this person told me, no way they would take that vaccine. No way they're taking an untested vaccine. This is a person who dislikes Trump and who's, who's scared about the virus on, on a certain level. And they said, nope, I, I'm not taking that. I'm not going to be a guinea pig. So that kind of gave me hope for humanity right there. This is this is definitely a person you would think will make they, they 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 would they would just take the vaccine they, they'd be one of those people that would get on the vaccine train. So I don't think I, I think there'll be plenty of people that'll jump onto the vaccine train, but there there does come a point where even some 80 percenters, okay, even some people trying to fit in are gonna be like, wait a second, this thing is untested. What is this thing? I'm not gonna be the first to take this. I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna wait a few years and make sure this thing works. Okay. Now, of course, I'm not speaking for me. For me, I'm never going to get it. I never get a flu vaccine. I don't get vaccines for uh diseases that I that aren't that aren't gonna hurt me, okay? I'm I I work on my nutrition, I work on my health. Okay, that, that's my vaccine, all right. But I, I was we might see. Um, once this becomes less politicized, uh, some some people speak up from some surprising places saying, uh-uh. Now, there's already that Kennedy, that relative of Kennedy, who's totally against any vaccine. What's his name? It's Robert Kennedy's – is his name Robert Kennedy Jr.? It's Robert Kennedy's son. Robert Kennedy had a lot of children. He was a Catholic, and he believed in not using a birth control. Uh, he, he had 10 children. He, I, I believe he also cheated on his wife. I mean, all the Kennedys cheated on their wives, but – um, but but, 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 but that's, uh, again, this is the son, and uh, he's a he's a Democrat, and he's against vaccines, uh, and and I'm not against vaccines, by the way. <laughs> I'm against unnecessary vaccines. I will never be a guinea pig for a vaccine. <laughs> so we talked about Ab Aubrey Hoff already. I was supposed to talk about it in, in this part of the show. Um, so he said MLB has officially gone woke led by none other than the SJW San Francisco Giants. He says boycott MLB. Okay. So he, he's, he's been a little angry at the Giants for a while. He won a World Series with the Giants. He's not too uh, – he, he, he's not a San Francisco type of guy, <laughs> to, to say the least. Uh, but so, you have to, so check into him. Uh, yeah, and, and I warned everybody uh, a few weeks ago that all the sports – unfortunately, are going to bring this woke stuff, at least in 2020. NBA, NFL are going to take it to the most ridiculous level. But MLB is getting pretty ridiculous with it too. And this guy, Kevin, Kevin Steon 76 says, it's clear now that professional sports is heading into a free fall. Normal folks are going to be vastly turned off by crap like this, he used another word, uh, sad it finally hit MLB, and it is sad that it hit MLB, which is already losing hundreds of millions of dollars this year and has been suffering an attendance problem for years. So yeah, it, it is it is sad, and I'm not giving them a penny of my freaking money. I mean, I'm still checking the Orioles score every day and everything. That's free, okay? But they, they are, they're hurting their brand with a lot of people. Sure, sure. And, uh, and the NBA and NFL, they're still going to have plenty of fans. But there's, you know, to lose 10, 20% of your fan base, I, remember with me, it was in 2016 when the, the Colin, 
Colin stuff started, whatever his name is. Um, and I was in Vegas on September 11th. I was like, that's it. I'm not watching the NFL at all. I'm not watching the Ravens at all. Unless they get to the AFC title game, I'm not watching. So I, and I haven't watched the Ravens game since that day. And there are plenty other people that did the same thing. Uh, but hey, you know, they can do what they want to do. If they want to bring wokeness into sports, it's supposed to be a pastime. It's supposed to be a time to relax. It's not supposed to be politicized. But it's a different era now. It's a different era. All right. So, yeah, the kneeling was all predicted. This was all predicted. And just it, Nebraska's homeschool filings are up 21% from the same time last year. Pound that like button, Nebraska. Not a shock. <laughs> Not a shock. We're speaking about schools. Let's go to the college level here. Economic Invincibility has a really good video about uh, why some colleges are collapsing. Uh, because there's some jobs now, they just require certain types of certificate certificates, okay? You can get a certification, certification. <laughs> you can get a certificate at all these, there are all these online courses now that'll teach you uh, all sorts of computer skills, technical skills. And you can actually learn some of that stuff in college, but they don't get you the certificate in college. So you don't have to have a college degree to get these certificates that the businesses require that you have. So there's, there's a new paradigm out there. Now, if colleges go back to normal again, where you have a normal social experience, and you go to an elite college, a top 20, type, a top 30 school, it could be really fun hanging around smart people and getting drunk with them and um, maybe meeting, you know, meeting a, a woman uh, there, meet, meeting your life partner, whatever you want to say. Um, but if, if colleges keep on being remote, dude, no way should you pay $50,000 a year to go, to go to one of them. Just get your certificate and uh, get your job or work for yourself or, I mean, just totally go down a different path. Be a unique beast. And it is really hard to be a unique beast, a true unique beast, when you're 18 or 19 years old and everybody else is going to college. I mean, that's – but maybe the world is a changing. We'll see. It's been a – this 2020, it's a golden age. We've seen a lot of things change so far, right? So watch – for you young people thinking about college or going back to college, watch that video. It is a – Sometimes his videos are kind of obnoxious or, or whatever. It, it's, a, it's one of his more helpful videos uh, when he's, he's serious. In it. So speaking about dudes who make videos that are uh, men, and this is uh, – Vention, Vention made a video. A lot of people were wondering what happened to Vention. And unfortunately, because of the lockdown in the state of Washington – he lives in the state of Washington uh, – Vention has cancer, as we all know, and he's been getting um, – alternative treatments, okay? Or he was getting alternative treatments. But the uh, state of Washington, in all their wisdom, their uh, fascist wisdom, they didn't think such businesses should be allowed to be open. So for months, um, Vention was unable to get his uh, treatments, his alternative treatments. This is not radiation or chemo stuff. This is alternative type of treatment. This is the path he decided to go down. And he hasn't gotten his treatments for months. He's been remaining healthy. He's been walking and eating well. Uh, but he, he did get a test, uh, some sort of cancer test, and the results were not good at all. And um, he ha he's going to Mexico. This, this is a, it's a short video. You can watch the video. I just gave a complete summary of it. So he's going to Mexico in a few days um, for some hardcore treatment down there. 
there's there's some type of clinic there. And I know I, we're wishing him well. And I look forward to a very good report after uh, he gets done in Mexico and he gets the job done down there in Mexico. And uh, it's it's just it shows you when everybody's when you shut down the economy, uh, that there are other costs, some serious, some serious side effects just to protect people. Uh, again, again, 50, 40 percent of all people in the United States who died of this thing were more had diabetes. All right. And they could have controlled that. You don't shut down a whole economy uh, for that. You don't do that. It's, it's, it's the panic, it, it, absolute panic, and the gut, and the and they have too much pride. These governors have too much, with a disgusting form of pride, um, to admit they were wrong. Okay, you know because they, they, they're scared they're going to lose votes. They, it's all about power, and they should be if they were truly if they if. <laughs> If they were honest, if they were honest individuals, they're not honest individuals. If they were individual, they would say we were wrong. We're not doing. We're not taking this path anymore. It was wrong. It it hurt more people than it helped. So, um, Vention, keep it up, man. Strong hand, you. Strong hand, Vention. Now, uh, yes. So many people fear freedom on a certain level. Personal responsibility is for grownups. For real grown-ups, dudes. Okay, there's we're, we're we're seeing that a lot of people are not real grown-ups out there. I'm on Parler, Parlers like Twitter. I'm Bitcoin Meister on there. Okay, for all the people that like to say, Adam, you got to get on other platforms. I'm Bitcoin Meister there. I'm Bitcoin Meister on Bitshoot. Uh, I'm Bitcoin Meister on YouTube. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to the main Bitcoin Meister channel on YouTube and this backup channel, dudes. And on this backup channel. Every Saturday, that's where you're only going to get Beyond Bitcoin Show on the backup channel, and you'll get other shows on other days. Check it out. There's interesting stuff that I I re I bring back old Beyond Bitcoin shows. You can learn. You can learn, baby. So let, let's go over what Saif, Saifedean had to say. The risk to you from others leaving their home or not wearing a mask is infinitesimally tiny compared to the risk of you uh, subject yourself to every day by eating agro-industrial junk. We should, why should others sacrifice for you when you cannot sacrifice your addiction to corn soy sludge? Good point. None of the healthy people I know panicked over a virus or had public meltdowns demanding others take measures to save them. Healthy people are healthy because they realize their health is primarily in their own hands. They don't relinquish their ownership by blaming others. Meanwhile, every panicky hysteric I know is a combination of obese, malnutrition, man-boobed, junk food eater, emotionally unstable. If they understood anything about health, they wouldn't be throwing self-righteous hissy fits over flat curves and mass. They just eat healthy. Pound that like button. All right? This is what freedom is, dude. True freedom is you can eat what you want to eat, but you got to deal with the consequences. The government cannot save you, all right? But most people are not grown-ups. They don't, they, they, don't, they don't want true freedom. They want the government to tell them that everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right if you wear a mask. You can keep on doing what you're doing beforehand. Wear a mask. You're not going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mama's gonna do what's that? Mama, that 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 Pink Floyd song. I've just I just thought of it. All right, remember I talked about a guy named a kid named Seth Smith in Berkeley, a junior in college, uh, right around the time all these riots and stuff started. Um, he was randomly killed on the streets of Berkeley one night. To this very day, they still do not know who killed him. All right, uh, his mother. Um, has set up a petition. I don't know if she said there's a petition justice for Seth Smith. Um, I will say this. He did it. Yeah. They should find out what happened. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's completely insane. that someone's just walking around in the middle of the night, he gets killed in Berkeley and still a, a, a month and a half ago now or over a month ago, they don't know what happened. Now uh, I will warn you, his mother, um, I mean, she's got TDS. I mean, her, her, and I feel horrible, you know, lose your only son. Um, and so the mainstream media isn't covering her son's murder because he's, you know, he's just some white college kid, <laughs> right? That's not a big story today, right? I mean, and then I think some of the conservative media might be ignoring her because she's uh, got TDS, but I'm not ignoring this. I mean, this it's, it's wrong. It, it's it's wrong that this dude um, just walking around and they, they don't, they, there's no leads. There's no leads in Berkeley. A dude just gets shot in the back of the head in the middle of the night. Unbelievable. So th I, I'd like to keep that story up there. And so, yeah, I don't agree with his mother politically, probably on a lot of things, but she's got every right to, to talk about this. And, and I, I support her right to, to get justice for her son. All right. Uh, oh, let's talk about scary, scary kid headlines here. Claremont, 13-year-old, dies after experiencing virus symptoms. <laughs> okay, he didn't have the virus, but he had symptoms. And he was 13, and he died. And here's a comment from Steve Deese. Only the beginning of such stories with children to fuel keeping schools closed. Disgraceful. This is one of the grossest and most vile pieces of panic porn I've seen yet. The kid actually tested negative for the virus. And it says so, and it says so in the middle of the article. What a trash piece of misleading yellow journalism. And by the way, the story was on the Drudge Report. Of course, of course, they pick on some nonsense like this. Now, of course, it's sad when a 13-year-old dies. All right, but he didn't. This is the scare. This is the to shut down, keep the schools shut down, to keep people scared. And as I've said before, the next big scare, it'll probably be another virus, will, will involve children because that's the ultimate that scares people. If their kids are at risk, then they, they're really scared. But with this virus, kids aren't at risk at all, really. It, it, more kids die of the flu than die of this virus. But the the panic porn people at CNN and Drudge and every. They, any little story they can milk out a little bit of child fear, they're going to do it. And it is pathetic. And it is yellow journalism. And you got to call it out. And you got to pound that like button right now. Uh, just like uh, just like socialism, the truth about lockdowns will come out, and yet people will still support it. Yep, I agree. I I, I definitely agree with that, uh, DJ Griffith Griffiths. That yes, the the, the truth will uh, come out about the lockdowns. It's already come out and still people will blindly support it because their favorite 
uh, their favorite leader will, will be lying about it, or that it'll hurt. It'll hurt the leader that they hate that's that they put on a pedestal. Living vicariously through other people only gets you into these nonsense uh, circle jerks, man. All right. All right. I just see if there are any other questions because we're at the end of the show. We're at the hour and three minute mark. Oh yeah. Spread the word about this stuff. People come on now. People got to know about the B because there are a lot of people, on the main channel that, are, that don't know about the beyond Bitcoin show, but I don't want to do it at the main channel anymore. I want to keep this going on. Uh, Mama's going to help you build the wall. Yep. That's right. Towers comics. That's uh mama being the, in this case, at least being the government is going to help you, uh, build a wall and protect yourself, but really they're not only you can protect yourself, but that's uh, a lot of people uh, believe in the uh, lyrics of that freaking Pink Floyd song and Pink Floyd's a good band. I definitely don't agree with uh, Pink Floyd on a lot of politics <laughs> to say the least. Uh, Roger Waters uh, is very wrong uh, about something. Now, uh, Oh, here we're going to, we're going to leave it with the uh, latest, uh, since I'm a YouTube creator, whatever you want to call me, uh, I get a email from them every month. And I've, I've talked, they're obviously into the BLM thing. And so here's what the latest newsletter says. Rebuild together, tackling systemic racism. Bear witness, join the cause. Read, support black creators. Speak up against racial injustice. This is what they want me to do. They want me to support black creators, speak up against racial injustice, and put your words into action. Put your, your words to action. To follow up on our recent efforts, we held a live stream fundraiser on YouTube Originals called Bear Witness. Take action hosted by Common and Keke Palmer to support the Equal Justice Initiative. Our next move putting our $100 million pledge to amplify voices and stories of black creators into action. Okay, so they're going to spend $100 million on uh, promoting uh, black creators on YouTube. So, hey, this is where the big boys play. I understand it. So if you're black, you're going to get a push here on YouTube. They're going to spend $100 million on you, or maybe they're going to give a some of the money to some black BLM calls. I don't know. They won't, but they want me. They're like, hey, we're going to give $100 million to black creators. And you make sure, Adam Meister, that you also just support black creators for being black, for nothing else but being black. You know, don't treat them as individuals. Just every black creator out there, you know, make sure you, uh, you, you do your part. Put your words into action there, Adam, and uh, follow up. Maybe I should give $100 million to them also. So, no, that's that's not – I treat every black person as a freaking individual, okay? They, and uh, – yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not playing. I'm not getting blackmailed by BLM or by YouTube or whatever. But I understand. That, so, so just so you know, this is the way YouTube's going. I mean, you already knew the whole social justice warrior thing, um, and they're they're definitely entitled to do this. They're a private. Uh, they're a private organization. They can they can promote whoever they want to. They can rig the algorithm any way they want to. Uh, I say this: um, if you're black, if you're white, just cre keep on creating what you think you should be creating. Don't try to uh, fit into some algorithm or earn some freaking uh, some guilt money, some shame money. Uh, and I will I refuse to treat black people as one huge group. OK, I treat every black person uh, differently. OK, as an individual, if they're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to them. If they're mean to me, 
I'm going to mean, I'm not going to give them, I'm not going to say, Oh, I got to get a black person on my show. I got to, I got to get, no, I don't have to get a black person. Have black people been on my show before? Yeah. Plenty have been on my show before. I get the best freaking guests in the space on my darn show. Okay. I get people that are smart and, you know, have, have unique stories. And, uh, I, I do, I don't pick them, uh, because, you know, I'm guilted into it that, you know, oh, yeah, there's not enough black creators. So you better, you better just uh, pick one. No. And, and for if someone if someone picked me for that reason, I, I wouldn't want to go on their show. Like, yeah, we just want to have a Jewish guy. We just, we just want to have a Jewish guy because we were told to get more Jewish people. I'd be like, screw, screw you. No, you pick me for what I bring to the table, not because I'm a, a you know, I'm Jewish. It's absolutely ridiculous. But hey, bear witness, join the cause, tackle systemic racism. Systemic racism. They're they're creating systemic. The, the system at YouTube is racist. They're saying now it's going to be racist against uh, if you're not. They're going to favor black people. That's racism when you when you. Uh, hey, but that they can do that. I, I have no problem with that. Well, I would never do that. But I'm still here. I'm still here. I, I I'm like yeah. I'm I'm still on your racist platform. What's wrong? Okay, I'm still on your. I'm I'm, I'm making a little bit of money here and there, and uh, I'm getting the word out about, and I'm speaking the truth. So anyway. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, this is Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. You got some inside YouTube information there. And I'm just seeing if anybody has any questions. Bang that bell button. Follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And uh, I'll say hi to you dudes in the chat. Bye-bye.